You so, cringe at the first of the month? Yes, I do. I cringe. The first, the third, it's like, no. <laughs> like, no, I don't. I, the first of the month really do be mind-numbing. Like, if you're an adult, you know, I remember when we were kids. And, um, mm -hmm. You know, we got, before I even get into my own story, because I want them to join this conversation, too, we have special Excellent. guests here tonight. And, you know, I'm going to let them, I'm going to let them introduce themselves, because in my eyes, I look up to them. So, you know. Thank you for inviting us to this podcast. My name is Deja King, and I'm here with my lovely wife. I'm Kayla King. Don't be, don't be nervous. Don't be shy. We just thank y'all for inviting us to be a part of this grateful conversation. We thank y'all. We thank y'all. We thank y'all. See, you know what? I love black love. I don't have a lot of... It's, it's crazy. I'm married, and... I, I don't know a lot of y'all. My, my bad, y'all. Y'all go ahead and keep talking, but I take the headphones yeah. off. Sometimes I hear everything and it make it sound like I'm <laughs> No problem, no problem. No, it's crazy because, like, I married myself. And it's like, uh, I don't really have a lot of friends I could talk to. Like, all my friends, you know, they they single and living life, as they call it. So, I, you know, a lot of times. That, that also like, share the know. same faith and the same. Journey that you you on you and your husband it, share. Listen, yeah, and that's yeah. rare. That's rare. In our community, it's very rare. Come yeah, on, it's, yeah, it's sick. It's, it's, it's obsolete, actually. It's, like it's obsolete. It really doesn't exist. Um, we just found shout out to Kwame and Marque. I told him I was going to shout them out today, but we just found a couple our age, mm -hmm. and it was just like. Oh, y'all do exist. Yeah. Married people oh, wow. do exist. Like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. right. I'm like, they, they do. Where y'all hiding at? It's crazy. Like, you know, I've started to wonder if it was like, a, um, you know, it's like finding what the needle in a haystack. Right. These days, you know, young people, y'all, obviously, I'm pretty sure y'all around my age too, you know, and me and my husband, we don't, we don't have nobody to really hang out with. Right, right. You know, right. everybody like, oh, people still get married. I'm like, well, yes, but you know, it's just not, it's not popular. You know what I mean? So everybody, you know, they... People not really. What's, 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 you know. what's not popular about getting married? It's family. popular to have a wedding. Oh, okay. This you get where I'm getting at? Conversation. It's okay. popular to have a wedding. You know what I mean? But the marriage part that requires work and you know uh, compromising and things like that, and maturity. Oh no, nobody don't want to do all that. That's too much work. Yeah, that's the end. you know. That's not too much work in my eyes. Like I look at it as like my, you know you, you know. know. You take that walk and you, you say those vows, that's really, yeah. that's you up against him. And I, mm -hmm. I, I fear, I fear God. Like, that's mm -hmm. probably the only thing Amen. I fear in this world. Come um, on. When you take vows to him and you share those vows and you share those words with, with someone and you go against him, you only got one person to answer to. And, uh, yeah. you know, sometimes people are, I think they think of that. I think that's the mental part that they can't get over. Like, but it's never no, it's never too late. It's never too late. I think it's a matter of understanding. Like for for example, when when we first got married, and I'm still learning. It's not it's not something that's being taught since it's so obsolete. You don't see real healthy examples of what marriage should look like, or real godlike marriages where God is getting the glory out of the marriage. You feel me? So it's it's very difficult. You know, you don't have anybody to lead you or structure or help you structure your relationship, especially because different relationships got different strokes, different strokes, different folks. You feel me? So just yes. that understanding of how you are to be with your partner, it doesn't exist anymore. So people rather go against 
you know, commitment mm-hmm. because it's easier to go against it and run away from being committed to something. So that's yeah. just how I feel. The easier route is, for a lot of people, that's it's the better route. The right. easy route is the better route. You know what I mean? But sometimes that's not... But it's not necessarily the the better route. Because this kind of stems to my PTSD. Uh, like, I'm not... I, you know, I'll be honest on here. Like, I told you I wasn't going... On my show, like, I've been opening up and giving people the bits of my story. So, this is another week I'm going to use this platform to tell a bit of my story. I was married before, and I've been divorced. And I still look at my life as a married man. Like, I, I carry myself like I'm still married. And I don't run from the faith part of it. It wasn't that. That wasn't it. It's the mental and the physical part that you could run from. Like some people would really get scared of that. And I know for me, I always look at it as, all right, well, you know, I've been through that. So it's like, well, I've been there and I've been on that side of it. So I feel as though I can shed light on couples like you and Mark. I'm just getting to know you today, but also if it's ever anything that you guys need to talk to, somebody to talk to like this, like, yo, you you know, you've been there and been on this side. with the, or I could come to y'all for advice because, you know, I also had faith one day that I will find love again. So, As you, you know, it's just a, it, you know, everything come full circle. And I know just going through that experience for me, it helped me open me up to God. Like, because yeah. I was just sheltering myself from him. So I just feel like this platform is, is literally an open platform for us to be honest. Yeah. And that's where the PTSD yeah. comes from. It comes from things that we went through before that lead to reactions to reality sometimes. Absolutely. And sometimes, I, like, I, I tell, I've been saying this a lot lately, like, off the record, like, just pray. Like, if you're stressing about something, you worry about something, Prayer just works. pray, please. Don't. Prayer works. Because if you worry about it, one thing you're going to do is stress yourself out. And when you stress yourself out, not your, your mind starts running crazy. So your mm-hmm. mind is already a muscle. If you're constantly thinking about Stuff that's going on four weeks from now yeah. that you can't control, then you thinking about something else that gotta go on next week. Then you thinking about something, dang, something happened today, mm-hmm. and then you think about, all right, well, I got into an argument yesterday with this person. It's too many energy pulling you different ways. So, you know, I feel like you just gotta slow down sometimes. And I'm learning. That's why I took that break last week, honestly, because I was having my moment, and I just, you know what? It's just gonna be me and God, me and him gonna get through it. And then I'll be able to come back on this platform and open it up for you guys. Come on. Amen. And that's the thing. We all have to have a mental break. Like, I don't... Listen, I don't believe in just constantly running. I'm not I'm not a energizer bunny. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I got to chill sometimes. I have to really relax because I have a very stressful life myself. Like, I, I work from home. I'm You're a like teacher. Listen, I'm a teacher, and that job get on my last nerves. <laughs> okay, and you know, I, and this is coming from a, this is my sister in Christ right here. Lord, like, it, Lord, Lord, Lord. when I be thinking, like, cause you know, they it, it's virtual school now. Like, mm-hmm. so as a teacher, that it went from you know being in the classroom, you kind of maintain it a little better. To now, you're on a computer. Mm-hmm. You can't maintain and deal with these kids one on one like you could before. Yeah. You can't address them the way that you could before. So. No, you can't. They have their parents in the background. Yeah. I have, I have, en- <laughs> I have endured some oh, interesting uh, situations with like very uncomfortable stuff. Like yeah. one time, one parent she didn't know, bless her heart, but she walked past the camera and she only had her undergarments on. 
And I'm like, oh, my Lord. Thank God it was a first grade class. Because kids, you know, they ain't really paying no yeah. mind. Now, what if this was like eighth grade? Yeah, right. but, then, but that, you know what I'm saying, like stuff like that. My, and I'm my, like, oh, you know, my, like my, my selfie, this me in front of my like, son. Cover it, cover it. Seriously, you and I was like, when I saw, I was like, oh my god, I was like, oh Jesus, I don't, oh. this is going on at school. Seriously, and then some of the kids, you know, it's it's, it's just crazy. Like it's some of the things they put in top side of chat. I gotta tell them, oh, I'm turning the chat off. Um, no, y'all done for the day because sometimes they'll put the video in the chat. I can't cut their their video off, no. and I can't cut it on. That's the only feature I can't have. Right. And that's very annoying because if I could, I would lock it where it all stay on. Right. But they said it's against like their um their privacy, mm. so we we are not allowed to have that type of um like control as far as like their camera, their mic is well their mic yes, but I their camera no. I was stressing like, oh yeah no we both we it's both crazy. it's like we both going up. Like mm-hmm. mentally, and you know, we we trying to do something positive, so we both can't be off the rip. Yeah. So we gotta. And I always get things out here back the first week like, anyway, though. I, I, this is even prior to even you know we coming over right here now, and stuff so like that. You know that so. you know that's just that energy coming up off of it. So you know. Look. So this gotta, is so much. Gotta repent, man. That's all. Like I mm-hmm. really pray every day, every night. I get up in the morning and. I, I don't even feel right getting out, like putting my two feet down and walking. But I'm serious, bro. I'm so serious because it could have ended. Like, I'd be thinking, I don't even want to say it no more. I'm not going to say it on the show no more. Like, it, it could have ended and it could have went a different way. So now, every day that I get, I'm going to impact somebody's life, like in a positive way. Come on. Even if I don't have it, like, I'm, even if it's sharing something or giving somebody something, I'm mm-hmm. going to do it because. I remember the time when it was recently, like, I didn't have it, and I couldn't have it, and I knew people, it was not a lot, but it was a couple people that I knew I could count on, and that was there for me, so it's only right to share it. Come on. So Seriously. Come that's, on. You know, that's, that, that's just the introduction to the show for real, for real, and then now, you know, I just really want y'all to talk about Young Visionaries. Give us a, get, can you please inform me on what you guys do? Yes. I, you already gave me a off the line, off the record. <laughs> Give me a just, just inform me, inform the listeners. Yes, informal. Into got you. All right, you guys are doing for the community because I think yes. it's beautiful. Like I seen what y'all did up Darby, man. It was just I was up there. Like I ain't want to make it obvious that I was up there. You was I, in the county. I was definitely up Darby when y'all was up there when y'all did y'all. Um, it was it a drive? Yeah, yeah. I seen that. I was. I walked through Darby. I, me personally, when I do stuff like that, I don't film or. Run up to you and be like, oh my God, I see your father on the ground. No, I go in and I get my worship. I, I, I get my thanks and I, I observe. Because it's a demonstration. You're, you're, you're leading. So, you know, I just took, took what I seen from there and I just try to apply it to my life. To God be the glory, bro. To God be the glory. And we do that every last Saturday, every fourth Saturday of the month. You feel me? Just as a way to give back. But um, I'll share my testimony. Um, I grew up. Um, the oldest of eight, mm. single mom, okay. you know, um, very, very, I, I had enough. I had enough. I will never say, you know, but I had enough, but it was still a struggle, especially growing up as a black man. Come on. You know, um, mm. I really didn't know who to be. I didn't know how to be. I didn't know what to be, you know, but I know that I was a double-minded person. Right. You feel me? Wherever the energy was pulling me, I was going towards it. Yeah. Whatever people expected of like me. What? That's how I was. So if you thought I was, you know, thugging, then I guess I'm thugging. That moment, I'm exactly. <laughs> you feel me? If I'm loving, then I, I guess I'm loving. If I'm 
big brother, then I'm big brother. If I'm a son, I'm a son. But I, I didn't wear all those hats all too well. And um, I oftentimes say I got so caught up in the streets that God literally stripped me of everything that I thought defined me, everything that I thought made me. Right. You know, um, and I was living in Upper Darby at the time. We was going through a real situation because I wanted to go to college, but I didn't have the money to afford college. Um, before I go too far, Fat, you want to go? You want to say anything? No? So, um, that's at the port line, bro. That's all. <laughs> I, I, I love it, man. I love it, bro. I got to make sure because she's she a part of this story. Yeah, man. She's a part of this song. She was my homie. She knew I wanted her the whole time, but we ain't going to have that conversation. Right, go. I, <laughs> I, I go. Look, I'm I, so excited. I ain't going to say nothing. She, I, man. Yeah, come on, right? She know I'm smiling. Go ahead, man. Yeah, she ain't want to have that conversation, though. But no, it was in the midst of this time that I'm lost. Mm-hmm. I want to go to college, not for myself, but because of that's what's being pushed on. Right. You feel me? I want to go to college. I don't have the money to go to college. Okay. So now I got to make a way to go to college. So I'm out here. I'm trapping. Doing all kinds of things for money. Really, just a moment of repentance. The fact that I sold my soul, you know, to satisfy the streets. So that yeah. I can feel like I can achieve more. Yeah. It's really stupid when I say it out loud. That's <laughs> when you think it, bro. I've been there, bro. I've been there glad talking, man. So I'm doing everything possible, which led to a real situation where I almost got my family killed. Mm. Almost got my family killed. And I'm not around. And the situation is because of me. So we moved. I'm from New York. I'm from Brooklyn. Okay, in the building, okay? Look, this New York connection is starting to make more more things. Brooklyn's finest, come on, man. It's making more and more things. What am I I telling? Like, my right hand to God. Like, I, I, I. This New York connection, man, like, it's just been crazy. All right, so I'm going to, just to make a long story short, right? Like a year and a half ago, right? I was just lost in New York on some, on some, (laughs) like, on some home alone, Macaulay Culkin. Like, I really was. I was at my, my wit's end, basically. And I was like, I'm down to my last, like, $1,000. I'm like, you know what? Everybody mad at me in Philly. Everybody hate me. I'm mad. My kids, I can't really see them the way I want to. Man, I'm going to New York. I had no clue on why I'm going to New York. All I know is my homie live in Staten Island. He said, come up there. I said, all right, bet. I'm on my way. Court the ferry and all that. Long story short, I am end up in Manhattan. The next day, I'm just on some roaming around stuff. I end up in Manhattan. And I'm calling them each trip. Yo, bro, I'm in Manhattan. An hour later. Yo, bro, I'm in Brooklyn, bro. Like, what are you doing in Brooklyn, bro? I'm just walking through. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm just walking around, bro. I'm just getting the vibe of uh, New York. And I come home and I felt that peace. Like, but I felt like New York was always pulling energy to me. Like, it was. It, I felt like I was gravitating to it. And I told myself, I said, yo, it's probably going to be a reason. But I don't know why right now. New York going to play a big part in changing my life. Yeah. This year, well, last year, I met somebody, he from, uh, he from Queens, his name Anthony, but they called him Flo. Um, I'll show you his page later, but he, uh, what he did last year, right after we did our live, um, this, uh, Protect Black Women cause came into effect in his, um, neighborhood. Well, not in his neighborhood, but in Valley Stream, New York, that's close to Queens. Right. Um, it's a racist neighborhood, basically. <laughs> they was harassing this black lady, you know, she got a single mother, no black man in the house. Um, her name was Jennifer, and he sat in front of her house for three months straight. 
the whole entire summer basically just to prove a point like, all right, well, you know, we can file a police report. No, I'm going to play this out. I'm going to sit there all until she goes to court. And once it's in the court hands, then I'll leave. But he still guard there every night. He works a full-time job. Like, that's my dog. And he encouraged me to just get tapped in with my guy. So me and him having that connection. That's one connection. Then, you know, fast forward, I'm not going to say too much about this connection, but it just, it just, it's like a romantic connection. But that connection just exists. Like, and then now to come to find out my brother in Christ, like, is from Brooklyn. Like, this is just like. Come on, man. <laughs> it's like confirmation that I knew back then it was a reason New York was going to play every. I just didn't know why, but God making it more obvious every day. So I just wanted to share that with you, bro. I don't mean to cut you off. We got two hours. Come on, Chicago. We're going to probably take like one or two music breaks tonight, Joe. We're going to be talking. Like, we got, it's a conversation. Yeah, There's a lot we, to dive we, into. For yeah, real. Of course. Glory to God. Be the glory. But yeah, you was, you was, what part of Brooklyn are you from? I'm from uh, Park Place. Park Place? From St. Joe's. Yeah, come on. Come on. Anybody know about Brooklyn? Like, I'm dumbfounded. I'm like, oh, you okay. dumbfounded. That's the hood. It's oh, the trap. oh. <laughs> oh, I know it's pretty Brooklyn, Brooklyn, like a big hood, yeah, but Brooklyn. then you got the rich part, and then you got the. Oh, okay. I'll be real with you. Brooklyn is starting to look real gentrified. It's, yeah, it it's is. not even bad style looking. Okay. You know, okay. so it's not it's not the same as it used to be. But back then, well. So when I moved back to New York, once that situation occurred, um, I moved back to Yonkers. And Yonkers, mm. yeah. So let's talk about Yonkers. Yonkers, um, okay. yeah. rats was running around. Rats is just as big as the cats. You no, got fiends outside. You got people getting shot dead in front of you. Literally, mm-hmm. I've gotten off the bus. Me and my mother bought somebody killed in front of us. And it's it's regular though. It's not out of the ordinary. It's not like you. People go crazy. Oh, he dead. No, oh, it's... He dead. Oh. Yeah. I know. It's... It's... I know. It became that. We so... It's so normalized. It's so... We so... For lack of words, we so numb. We forced to tuck it. Come on. For real, because I think my... Like, I vividly seen my dad get shot at as a three-year-old kid. I still remember it, like, standing in the window looking like, yo, like... One, you know, as a kid, you you really be traumatized, like you be freaking the fuck out. But excuse my language, excuse my language. But you freak out when you see stuff like that happen to your parents, and you don't know what's happening. All you see is your dad go down. He got up, thank God, like he got up. But I, I was sitting there, tears rolling, falling out my eye. Had to pick me up. She was like, "What is? Calm down, boy." I'm like, "I can't, cause I don't know what happened." Like, and then when yeah. it came in the house, it was like. Oh. But yeah, just going to, like, I'm glad he like, well, he, did, he left that part of his life alone, but that was kind of his past catching up to him. Right. So, yeah, but he ain't, he, you know, my dad's still around to this day, but you know, it's just, I know what you mean. God be the glory. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. That's, I feel like that's a major problem um, in the black culture. We normalize these things and we become numb to these things. Desensitized, that's the word. We become desensitized to it. So the reality is I'm, I'm in New York. Like I said, I'm the oldest of eight. We in a three-bedroom apartment. It's mm-hmm. eight of us. Mm. Right? I don't have a room. I don't have nowhere to stay. And at this point in time, God basically stripped me of everything that I thought was me, that identified who I was. And this is really, you know, the catalyst of our relationship because it was in this time that I told myself that I have to do something. I was no longer satisfied with being the street player. Right. So I'm like, all right, cool. What you going to do? So I, I grew up as a fighter. I'm a boxer. Mm. So I grew up as a boxer and I thought, I'm like, all right, let me finally take this serious. 
So I grew up, I was training um, in New York when I went back, training, training, training. And I really don't come from family. So what I mean by that is it was only my mom and my seven siblings. That's it. That's it. So my dad, he really wasn't in the picture. So I really wasn't connected to his side of the family. My mom's side of the family is, you know, how family can be. So she was really disconnected from the family. So... I didn't have no auntie. Only they, they black sheep, your mom. They black sheep, my mom. <laughs> they black sheep. I know my how it is, man. Yeah. My, we we out, man. It's crazy. It's it's a, it's a lot, and <laughs> we're going we're going to dive into it because I got a lot to say. God is putting a lot on me right now, but in that time, I'm I'm focused on what am I going to be? What am I going to do? Because the reality is, yo, you got some curses that you got to break. So in that time, I'm coming from the financial stigma place. Like, yo, you got to fix the finances of your family. You have to do something. And with something that you're good at, I was good at fighting. I've always been a fighter. I've always been angry. It's been natural for me. So I'm not afraid to get in the ring and fight. So I committed myself to that. And um, God, he introduced me to my great uncle on my father's side, who happened to be my coach. So him and I are living together. Um, I moved to New Jersey with him. I'm living with him. And then this time, this is where God really start to work in me and work through me. My relationship didn't, I wasn't in love with God, but I loved God. So there's a, there's a huge difference. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, there's a difference. So I'm, I'm learning myself. He, he's providing me with comfort. He's providing me with who I am. He's helping me identify with who I am as a man. I feel as though oftentimes the problem in community and society right now is we don't know who we are. We just roaming around lawlessly. You know, and the problem with it is the problem with it is it it causes us to do things that hurts us in the long run. (laughs) So I'm literally isolated. I'm literally isolated in the middle of nowhere in New Brunswick. I'm talking about we wake up, we see dares, we see chipmunk, we see isolated. I recognize that isolation when it comes to God, sometimes he got to remove you from things that are louder than him. Say that one more time, bro. Sometimes God has to remove you from things that are louder than him. I don't even know where the buttons at. Like, I'm I'm so I'm just I'm just I'm I'm aware of Sometimes Sometimes anybody else like, out here like me? Like, we here, bro. We, I mean, y'all gotta, y'all gotta hit um, brother Kwame up. Kwame got a very similar story, very identical story to me. But again, isolation plays a key component in it because it took for him to separate me from the things that I thought I needed for me to understand that he was the one who was going to fulfill me. And here's the beautiful part about it: as I'm training and being lifted, God kept telling me like, "Yo, you gotta come back to Philly. You gotta come back to Philly. You gotta come back to Philly. There's something that you need to do." Here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the way that God got to me was through my wife. Okay. So, so the reality is I was too dense to God. I grew up, um, I was always in church when I was younger, but the problem was my loyalty factor. Mm-hmm. There was a point in time when I was living in Chester and I was really with the church, like going everywhere with them, um, trying to become a young minister, a young priest. <laughs> really, really focused on God. 
And when I left that church, I disconnected from God because I'm like, I don't want to go anywhere else. I don't want to do anything else. And my mom was really the connection I had to church. Mm-hmm. So, Mom Dukes. Mom Dukes, right? That's how, that's how, I think that's how my connection stays strong in the church because yeah. my mom and my grandma. Yeah. Right. But my mom wasn't always going like, we. she only went on the important day. But my grandma went every... I was going to say, yeah, my family, Sunday, since I was born, she went to Bible study on Monday, she went on Tuesday, <laughs> no, we'll she went lived on in Wednesday, church. Come on. she was a part of the church choir, and she went Friday night for the setup for Saturday and Sunday. Uh, yep. And my wife, bro, <laughs> my wife and her family. That, that, that. And she understands. <laughs> she I was like, grandma, I'm like, all right, we, I was, <laughs> as I got older, <laughs> and I started straying away, I was like, all right, grandma, I'm like, I, you know. I'm a big boy now. Like I can, I can come on Sundays when I want now. Like she right. said, all right, watch me, all right. And then I straight away, right. my life went. Started doing getting into stuff. I'm like, hold up, yeah. my grandma. Like, you gonna come back to church? I'm in college. I'm like, grandma, I'm, I'm in Lancaster, PA. I'm, it's a church up there. Listen, mom, I only like our church. No, go get your, go, go give your thanks. Go pray. <laughs> I've been doing none of that. Like, it's crazy. Listen, to God be the glory. I, I, the Bible says, and I'm paraphrasing, you raise a child up the right way, he'll come back. Amen. That's a fact. That's a fact. You better be glad. You'll be. You be going. Just a lost. Feel me? And all of it is for a reason. I, I do want to say everything that ever happened to us, because I know you're talking about PTSD. And I just, I used to talk about it probably like a year ago, how much I suffer from PTSD. I used to literally watch myself. My, I literally used to watch my body get prepared to fight because that was how I responded to handling my PTSD. It was a defense mechanism. So I would, I would, I hear like gunshot sounds and I'd literally feel my body prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Just so yeah. And sometimes you won't even be in that. And that's not even, that, not even, not at all. Not, a, and I used to ask my wife, I'm like, fat, you seen that? Like, you see how, how affected I am by this? But God delivered me from that. Yeah, man. And, um, yeah. Come on, it's a lot. It's a lot. And, um, just, just fast forward. And once I moved back to Philly, um, me and my wife ended up getting married and she was pregnant with my child, my first son. And again, I don't know how to be a father. I don't know how to be a husband. So I'm learning. Um, and I'm stressing. Right. Because it's like, oh man, yeah, I got Yeah, my wife, it's just her first time. She, she don't know how to be a mom. I don't know how to be a dad. But the difference between us two is my wife had family. You feel me? So I, the, 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 the thing about it, and we were just talking about marriage, the thing about it is um, oftentimes it's like one of the hardest things for us to do, especially when God is not in the mix, uh-huh. is bring two worlds together. Yo. Mm. Amen. So. Me, I'm, I come from, again, a survivalist mentality. I'm by myself. I got to I, I make a way to get it. I'll do whatever I got to do to get it. Mm-hmm. My, my wife is a lover. She come from family. She got grandma. She got grandpa. She got right. uncle. She got mommy. She got dad. She got sisters. Hey. So I don't know none of this. So it's, it's foreign to me. I'm like, I don't have nobody to rely on. I don't have no. And it's, no, it's not to say that they weren't there for me. But it's how my mental state was. Right. It's like. I grew up, and I even just told my vice president this recently, I'm just learning how to get out of the boxing mentality. I told him, like, I'm not a ball player. I'm not a football player. I don't come from a team playing environment. I come from a boxer perspective. When I get in that ring and face that opponent, I'm in there by myself. 
Right. My coaches can't do nothing for me. The people in the audience can't do nothing for me. So that sort of translates into my life. When I go through adversity, when I go through situations, I'm in it by myself, mm -hmm. which is not the healthiest thing, but that's how I handle my wife being pregnant. So I'm in the gym, I'm training, I'm preparing to fight again because that's the only way I felt this dog was going to get money. Right. Back in the gym, and one of my coaches, he said to me, he said, Dad, you look really angry. He's like, yo, I could tell because how you fighting is, is vicious. That's not even you. I'm more of a graceful and defensive fighter. So the fact that I'm just trying to destroy sure. everything, it, it shows that something is up. That bothers you. You feel me? Get that on your heart. So he asked me, he said, what's up? And I was telling him I'm having a son. And he really, and I, I know God spoke to him in this moment because he said to me, he said, you don't have to stress about your son wanting for anything. He said, because the minute your son is born, he's going to have everything that you didn't have. And that's a father. From the rest. Yeah. From the start. From the very beginning. Not, not periodically, not every now and then. From uh, the start. From the a start. life father. And that, that touched me on a different level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and shortly after that, um, I really start to establish my relationship with God. I start praying. Didn't want to get out the bed without talking to God. Didn't want to go to sleep without talking to God. And um, I remember it said it in the clearest voice. He said, if you can be a father to one, you can be a father to many. And that's how Visionary started. So. Something so simple. Something, <laughs> something, so, something so simple and... and Thoughtful. Come on. Like, it, 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 see how that, like, that's kind of like, like, like my brand, like, it's kind of, it's so simple, but it has such a larger meaning because it's not just about you, because there's so many other young adults that deal with that and that been through that same thing. That's what, that's what makes us connect, right? Right. Because we see things that we can we can connect to and it draws us in. Like that I know for me, that your story intrigued like people's story, I'd rather hear your story. Like I'd rather hear the honesty. Right. Before I even have a second conversation. Like, yeah. That's why I'm at in life. This, this, like, the person's story is important. Because yeah. I mean, it allows you to put a lot of already like if you have any biases or you thinking whatever you may have been thinking about that person or uh, may perceive about that person it, at that moment. Once you hear their actual story, you can look at them as a human being, yeah. as opposed to oh, I'm just looking at your outside. Yeah, you we actually hear their what's kinda, in there. But that that kind of society though, like that. But that's yeah. how I grew up. Like I grew up with that that mindset. Like yo, if I don't do this, if I don't achieve this, if I don't right. If I don't, like, I, if I don't, like, I gotta, if I don't myself about the hood, Come why on. can't it just be, yo, I got these dreams, these goals, and if I work hard towards them, I can achieve them. Every time, every corner we turn, like, I don't know if you, I, I'm from Philadelphia School District. <laughs> I'm a product of the school district, seriously, like, on, through bro. and through, because that's where it starts. Like, I feel like it starts at home, yeah. and it also starts at... At the school, like where you, yeah. where your kids are spending half of their day, like that's yeah, why I'm you so see your teachers more than you see your parents. Yeah, what? That's the reality. That's mm -hmm. you grow bonds with these you do. people. Like I, I it's know like I can still go to my high school, my middle school. I don't, I don't see why I won't be able to go back. But I, I just feel like at this point, I'm just trying to get back to the. 
to my community. No, no, no pun intended. No, no, no pun intended. But huh. at this point in my life, I just feel like they need us more. Yeah, they do. They, they, I was just gonna say, like, we do have to make sure we give back to our youth. You know what I mean? In some form or fashion, because everybody doesn't have an outlet. Everybody doesn't have family. Facts. You know what I mean? Like, okay, three days a week, I have an after-school program with the girls at my school. I love it. And it's from sixth to eighth grade. And I, I purposely targeted that age group. Cause, you know, you know they, they, they got to become puberty. bigger. See, like, I think you should do this, like, on a bigger scale. Like, I, I would, listen, I'm praying on it. Let's see, however God want to lead me. Because I, I am, well, I am with child. So yeah. I got to be very uh, careful how I move right now. Just my stress level sometimes. Right. But right now, the hour that I have with them three days a week is but them, that, that, it's that, great. That, like, I'll I be sitting in on some of those sessions. Uh, yeah, he some listens sometimes. Yeah, they, the, the joy I hear in those little girl mm-hmm. voices just talking to somebody that they can relate to. Like, I wish I had that. Like, I, it was only one teacher. He was a substitute. Named wow. Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Adam. Cool, like twenty eight, twenty nine year old, mm-hmm. just went through, you know, the same things we we are going through now, and yes. he's the only person. I, like, why is my substitute teacher out of all the people that that came in contact with me in high school, middle school? Mm-hmm. Why, why do I remember him? And right. he he might have like, seen something counselor, with this principal. that stuck out, right? To. Like that, seriously. That, that's, I, to I started up. off as a sub. Wow. And worked my way through the system and then became a regular teacher. Like, and I, I guess those type people listen, like, like us. <laughs> Seriously. They, they they stick to me more. Like if you I feel like if you got a story of just just an easy story, like I don't know. That's that's real. I gotta stay away from you. <laughs> if you for real, like if your story seems <laughs> like it's too easy, like you ain't have to go through nothing. Like, yeah, I, no disrespect. Like not to saying anybody. that it's not yeah, I was gonna say no you disrespect know, like, to blessing anybody and, you know, who's just but, woke up with Everything like, given like, to like, them, but I, you know, I came from the struggle. <laughs> I'm from North Philly, right. the gutter. Right. You feels me? So it's like, um, and like you said, the school district of Philadelphia. And now the irony is, I work for, the, work school for the school district of Philadelphia. <laughs> How the that, irony like is that. that? Wow. But I try to break down again. I try to make sure that I'm being very, um, how can I say this? Very purposeful yeah. with my lessons. Come on. You, you see, like I listen. I know they say all the time, don't include religion. Yeah. They, they uh, really want our backs about it. Like we keep, they, do. they do. They, they do. tell us not to do that. Like, I do it anyway. She don't care. And well, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I was scared. Seriously, though. Sometimes I was, and this is sad, but I'm being honest. Sometimes I was afraid that if, you know, the principal walked by or whatever like that, I would say like, oh my gosh, so be careful because, you know, separation of church and state, as this is what they're saying you know, Separate, me, separation from the church and state, not yeah. from God. God, right. God is not church. They, they, come they on. don't. But they don't but so they, it just it's scary. Uneducated mind. You you bring that up, bro. Yeah. You bring that up. I just I just did. They're going to contest that. Like if you bring that up at a PTA meeting, they're going to contest that. They like can, it's they, not a law. They're going to be like, "What do you, sir? How do you know this stuff?" And then they're going to try to slow the process. Like they can they can contest it, but the reality yeah. is, I'm I'm IA at a, a charter school, so I deal with. Similar thing. So the reality is, um, I talk to these kids at their level. Yeah. They not they, at one one point in time. I was substituting. My wife is my witness. I was substituting for um, a science teacher, and they learned about the Big Bang theory. And watch that. The kids they they know me. They come to me. They like yo. We know about Adam and Eve. Right. Yeah. I don't know about no how we came from a rock. 
So at this point, now I'm lying. Now you, yeah, now that's you, what I'm you saying. I, that's that's <laughs> that I but listen, what he about to say is things that I struggle with, and I'm like, I can't sit here. I had students ask me like, Miss McLeod. But is that not confirmation? What what? Is that not confirmation? Who created us, Miss McLeod? Why is this happening, Miss McLeod? And I used to even secretly confirmation. It is. I used to secretly on some like Chronicles of Narnia stuff. I used to secretly tell the kids like, you know, lunchtime. You want to talk about? You want to talk about God? You know, during lunchtime. Yeah, you got like, but I was scared though. It's a shame though. I felt like I was like. I walked around with my little orange Bible in my back pocket. Yeah, I told you that. Did you, like, I, I, I didn't know what I was doing, but I know I was reading that Bible. Right. I knew my I knew, I knew God had a strong connection with me at five years old. Like I don't know what made my mom. I think it was either my mom or my aunt gave me a little orange Bible. I had that Bible up until you I was You better shut up. I had the same little orange yeah, Bible. Yeah, I think it was number one free. You know, you know how families was back in the day. <laughs> what? Yeah. I swear I oh. You know what I'm talking about? Then, yes, I don't thank you. Because I was you know talking about the little baby orange Bible. Yeah, I definitely had that. Yeah, I had a couple of them. I'm done. They must have been giving them out or something because ain't no way how all it's all of us. Okay, yeah. Right, I'm see, like, wait a minute. I, I told y'all my grandma lived <laughs> I had the same church, Bible. Right? Yeah, she. But yes, yes. She probably she took a box. I'm gonna give my kids, my grandkids, some of these. They, yeah. they need Jesus. See, visionary stands on bringing kingdom culture to earth. We want God to be reality. Right. We want the, the 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 problem is we have structured Bible. Mm. Basic instruction before leaving Earth. Yes. We have the structure. Mm-hmm. It's right there. It's plain as day. How we can live in harmony, how we can live in peace. The structure is right there. The reality is we don't have people who are determined, or we have people who are determined to execute it. However, um, church has put a bad taste in people's mouths. Yes. Um, the reality is oftentimes we forget where we came from. So we start For coming sure. from a self-righteous perspective. Yeah, yeah. 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 Confirmation, mm-hmm. more confirmation. Because we talked, me and him had these yeah, conversations. Yeah, we having these conversations too. where like, you like, bro, like mm-hmm. you really confirming some of the stuff that I, I really be stressing about mm-hmm. because that's why I stopped going to church. It was yeah. too much ego, bro. Like, to I watch, like oh. I'm sitting here watching. We're going through a pandemic. I got the shot. My faith is strong. Like, it takes a lot to really get me shook. I watched somebody have faith. Their faith is like everything to them. Like, I mean, they grew up in the church and it was broken during that time. Like, I, I'm sitting here jaw drop. Like, oh, you serious? Like, you, you losing faith? Like, I was like, like, are you, like, I looked at him on a different level. And once I seen that, it was like, wow, this is like, life is <laughs> like really real. <laughs> Cause watching some of you, you gotta understand mentally coming from a church. Like you, that's all they know. And that faith got tested. Yeah, some right. people are. I don't mean. I don't want to sound like judgy or anything, but some people are traditional. There we go. That's Let's good. Be clear about that. Let's be clear. Right? Come Seriously, on. I'm being for real now. Well, some people are just traditional, right? They I'm just go to church guy, like, and to just, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's some people that they have even told me. I think I was like, oh, I just go to church because you know that's how I grew up. You can go so to church go, all you want, so but if you don't you have a church. real relationship, relationship with the Lord, that's right, the thing. Right. I, it's a difference from tradition in a relationship. That would confuse me. Like, I'll be sitting in, I, I want to know how to deal with being in a church. I go just to go. Like, oh, God, I'm not even being funny. What am I going to sing? Like, a lot of people choir, do like, go for tradition. And that's, the, that's, that's where Visionaries is at right now. Visionaries wants to interject and interrupt a couple systems of tradition and culture that have been established because it's like 
I said, God put this on my spirit like a couple months ago, five, six months ago. He said, you know, when you walk in the church, that's supposed to be your first encounter of heaven. Right. You know, the people that are in the church are supposed to be your first encounter with God as a new believer, as somebody who's newly stepping into a church, you know nothing about God, you know nothing about relationship. So everything that you learn transpires from the environment and the people in the environment. Yeah. When you walk into church and you go in with this this biased understanding, I'll say, or this biased expectation. This is how church is supposed to be. This is how Christians are supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And then you see the opposite of it. It hurts. It scares people away. It scares people away. They don't want to come in because it's like you trying to hold me to this standard, but then you're doing this. Right. Seriously. Seriously. Even down to, listen, I have walked in churches where I was like, I don't even feel welcome. Yeah. And this is not right. These are supposed to be my brothers and sisters in Christ, and I don't even feel welcome. Or I get a... One time, this this really this really bothered me. You you lucky y'all lucky y'all men. She understand what I'm about to say. Seriously though, I'm for real. Like um, sometimes I don't like being a woman because no, I'm the the listen. This bothered me. This bothered me. Hear me out. This bothered me. I went to church one time with my aunt. She lives in Jersey. Okay, and I was just visiting the church with her. Um, uh. You know, looking to you know connect with God and just visit her church. Is and first time going? Yes. So I was with her niece, and it was my mom, and we went to the church, and I already felt I didn't feel right. What? But before you went as soon as church? I went in, I, oh, something wasn't people. right. Something wasn't right. So I'm like, all right, um, I'm gonna just try to calm down. I might be tripping, you know. Whatever, like that. So I, you know, I'm in there, whatever, like that, and I see him. Like it's just stuff that's not right. He asked everybody to come up in a line. He wanted to lay his hands on your head and he was pushing people back. And I'm just like, I said, oh, I, I, I said, let me get out this line. This was the pastor. The pastor. So I'm like, let me get out this line because I don't, you know, the whole transfer of spirit. I, listen, I'm just being careful. So I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't listen. It went against you. It went against you. Yeah, you know? I didn't feel comfortable. And then the way the pastor, he just kept talking about, um, like uh, I felt like he just kept talking about his wife, right, over and over again, but not in a not in a, an appropriate way. In not in an appropriate way. Like, oh, I love my wife and stuff like that. No, it was like we would talk about a little, little very little about the sermon, and he would keep talking about like, oh, my wife is doing this, she's selling this, she's doing that, she's doing this, and I'm like, are we here to talk about the Lord, or are we gonna hear sit here and talking about I'm her? About his wife. And then even when I went to the bathroom. His wife was with. I walked in. You would think that she would be like, "Hello," you know. No, she just very like snooty, like. Oh. And I and I was just like, it was. I was very baffling. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the. And I I, like that's ego. Like whenever I feel that feeling when I go into a church, I stay away from it. Like I like I. My kids, they're already in the church. Like thank God, they're baptized. Like. They gonna stay in that church. Like it's not gonna be where we we gonna be going to five different churches. And no, it's gonna be one church. Even if I choose to enter to a different church, like I there, find where they're at until the family decides to come together and move as one. Because trying to play that game, I went through that. Like listen, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be I'm, honest. I'm, I haven't I'm, found a church I feel fully comfortable I'm in. Going yet. from a church in South Philly to a church in North Philly to a church in Jersey. Back to a church in Northville. 
Then I'm going, I'm seeing Muslim, Buddhist. I'm seeing a bunch right. of different religions in my family. Like, yeah, and see, you were surrounded by that. Me, yeah. I was never surrounded by like any other religion. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, for me, it was like, like my Jesus is the only way. Like, you don't right. have a choice. You better believe. Like, it, <laughs> I real, like, my, like, my uncles were, like, they were very, very major parts of my upbringing. But they were Muslim. Like, it's, it's my grandmama's a Christian, like I'm saying. Like, and I can understand, that's <laughs> like, hard. What is, I'm All going through different... college, I'm like, I'm, I'm holding both books in my hand, like, which one should I commit to? Like, right. Like, this is about to be the rest of my life. Mm. And I'm like, nah, like, I, it just felt weird. It's like, no, nah, I can't. Yeah. See, the objective is for us to start emphasizing relationship. Yeah. yeah relationship strips you away from mm-hmm. everything else simply because as you start to establish your own relationship with God, even when you enter other churches that may not be rightly divided or established, you see them for where they at, yeah. which allows you to be more patient and loving of them because the reality is everybody is at a different level of maturity in their relationship with yeah. Christ. Yeah. And they're babies. Yeah, they're yes. babies. And the reality is we have to be patient with babies. And then we also have to know how to, it's levels to this thing. We have to know how to, and I use this word very intentionally, translate relationship and the, the, the doctrinal God to those who are learning it in an effective way where we can meet them where they're at. So many times you walk into church and you get smacked with the Bible. You don't even understand what's happening to you. Right. No, you don't. You don't even understand what's being no. said to you. There's you no it. explanation. You're, you're being yelled Why at. Why do you think I got my Bible? I, mean, I got it. <laughs> Listen, when no, I seriously. You, I, I used to tell my mom, and the my mom's probably God, listening like, right the, now. Yeah, it's a study God, like, so that I can learn how to reflect and utilize it in my actual life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on. No, yeah. Because I, I wanted to read and then, No, you want to you know, understand. Think, right. That's no, like going to school. We always tell the children all the time, you don't want to just read to read. You want to read to comprehend. Right. It helped me understand and make me, you know what? I should have been walking like this a long time ago. Like, seriously, for real. Like, I be read. Like, right now I'm in the uh, the book of Revelation. I, I just keep That's reading. Where I've been. Like, I don't know That's why. Where I've been. I keep reading lot. too. God so is speaking to me. I feel like and a lot of people are reading. Every time <laughs> I I got this, I got that. I got the, the study journal. It makes so much sense to why I'm at where I'm at right now, and even still, just sharing this type of energy because that's the whole book itself. Right. right? You, if you read it the right way, it's literally telling you to prepare yourself and come closer. Like, come closer to your loved ones, y'all. Like, don't run from them. Like, don't don't stray them off. Don't push them off. You share that last message that you you feel like, oh, I don't want to say it. Say it anyway. Right. Yeah. That's how you get through it. Like, we got to be able to get through those hurdles with being honest with each other because we don't got that. Like, it's just like a broken stem in our whole culture, and it just bothers me a lot. Because that's foundation. Like I said, we, we got to treat it like it's a baby. I treat humans like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at how God look at us. He refers to us all the time as his children, right? Children. No matter how old you, you get. Know? And he looks, sees it like, exactly like you said. He sees some of us as babies. with a couple toddlers walking around. Mm-hmm. You know, some... some Pre-teens, right. young teens. You know, I, me, I feel like I'm still learning how to walk. Sometimes. <laughs> That's the reality of it. You know, but, um, you know, and then there's some people that think they're, you know, full-grown adults and, no, you're not there. Not the way you acting towards me. 
or treating me or, you know, not trying to guide me, you know, like well, what my mom always said, you can't give meat to a baby. Teach me, guide me. Like, that's the, that's, that's thick with me. I don't know if y'all people, when y'all go to church, it's a book in there that says, teach me, guide me. <laughs> it's a, it's a song book, but I, I don't know. That's just something I people every time I go in church. And that's just a message that I do too. Like I, I, I try to teach because as I'm, as I'm learning about myself and, uh, and about Christ, I want to be able to share these things with people. Mm-hmm. All right. Because you never know. Like I said, I was going through my own little situation where I'm dealing with my own drama. I could have let that just unravel everything I got going on. But, right. nah. I share this revelation God, with you. God said, you go through what you go through. It's not for you. It's for us. Right. Mm-hmm. It's for us. What you're going through right now is meant to be shared. You feel me? It's, it's, it's a learning lesson because there's many behind... There's nations attached to you. There's generations attached to you. When we talk about generational wealth, we're not talking about... Or generation breaking generational curses, we're not talking about... in wealth, too. We're not talking about finance. Right. Assets. We're not talking about that. We're talking about breaking the stigmas attached to us. Relationships. Why doesn't community exist? I'm studying a book right now about gospel-centered communities reason community don't exist is because that's where we get convicted the most not condemned but convicted because you're always faced with yourself when you make someone else feel some type of way right. oftentimes watch this marriage don't exist because when you get married now you got to face yourself you don't want to face yourself when somebody knows you and they looking at you and they telling you about yourself it's hard for you to yo no it's not <laughs> it's not that <laughs> And hey, I'm thinking about. It, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. That's a, oh, that's a clues bomb, that's man. Because I do get told, told about myself. Now we see how I look at Mark, you. Because you know you're looking at me because you know, no, and I'm I, looking at know, him like because it's all know. in good faith. Yeah, and I tell him about myself too. Yeah, but that's black you love, know. and we need more of that. Like, and be okay. But I've learned it. how to be kind. Like, can we be okay? That's I was, it. This is the thing. That's I wasn't it. always kind. I'm being honest. That's it. Being transparent. That's I was not always calm. I'm but actually a hot head. with you that, that's patient enough you know, to grow with but you. He's, and he's calmer now. But sometimes, me me and him sometimes, and we both admitted it to each other. Like We was like, you know, we we both got some temper sometimes. You know, we're very emotional. And it, I told, I said, babe, a lot of this come from, I'm realizing now, come from our past trauma. That PTSD. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, and people think PTSD is just simply, It's just one thing. Uh, uh, if you worked in, you were in Iraq, yeah, you did a tour. Like you, that's no. not true. <laughs> no, it's you not You know what I mean? Seriously, people think Bro, that if you, you, oh, you was a PTSD. soldier, no. that's the only reason why you're going through no, PTSD. That's not that. PTSD is any type of, like, trauma that you live through that you still, like, you know, you may have nightmares about or you're struggling mm. with, things like that. You know, I have... I realized that I've been I must have been struggling with it for a long time mm-hmm. because even even a situation that happened last year that was almost detrimental for me with my son and I it just I blamed myself for a long time I'm like it was my fault I took my eyes off him for a second and this is why I go to a park and I can't even let him play around. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. And I'm like, my, my this not normal. My, my daughter accident happened almost. My daughter's 12. That accident happened nine years ago. Sierra, I still feel the same way. Trust but me. seriously. I, I wasn't, it wasn't, it was something that was out of my control, out of her mind. But I felt, and this is the thing, I feel like yeah, what happened like, wow. in my situation wasn't necessarily out of my control because I was like, in my opinion, I was like, my eyes had to been off for just a little too long. For him to be curious enough to walk over and then for that to happen, it just, 
I still see have it replayed in my mind. Is it car? Yes, but look at look at if you. But if you would have saw me at the park yesterday, my girlfriend was like, she was like, see, I think you need help. Like, talk to and 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 when when people say that, like when people say that to us, like, can we stop being so angry when they say that to us? See, I find because I used to be like that. Like I used to. But she told me I accepted it because I agree. Talk to somebody. Who am I talking to? Don't nobody. I don't want to. Anybody. What? Like, what do you mean? Because I was what? real timid. You know, you know what it is. But I think that when you tell somebody they need to talk to somebody, you have to provide them with people that I, they need it, to talk to. Versus yeah, just go. saying, oh, you need to talk to somebody. Right. Well, who I'm going to talk to? Right. Mm-hmm. No, That's I, my I response. Like, I agree. Who? Yeah, and who I'm going to feel comfortable with. Exactly. Because I'm very, you know, yeah, I don't like, want like, to talk about everything with everybody. I want to talk to my Especially person. like real, real <laughs> to me. I feel more comfortable talking to. I don't. Yeah. Honestly, like I don't, I I can know you from a can of paint, and if you my brother and sister in Christ, I bet you we can have a conversation and we'll help each other out. Right. At yeah. the end of the day, and that's that's facts. Reality is sometimes when you say, "Yo, you need help," let's talk about. You said we were talking about the, what happens from the home. Mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes you alienated in your own home, mm-hmm. and then when you face the world, when you come out and you enter that school because of how you've been alienated in your home. Mm-hmm. You're looked at as a problem in society now. Yeah. So when you say you need help, you associate help with problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have problems. I have something is wrong with it's me. Something major. <laughs> something. Yeah. I could just Instead need. Of just, I, I just really I could need honestly, a transpass to get to work next week. Yeah. And it might not even paid, be on that and level. I got it when I get paid. I might like, just need you? to talk about something and and help for the full Right. And you want to know something? And this is this is something that I'm learning, especially in my marriage right now. It's we don't know how to speak. We don't know how to share our trauma. No. We become too proud, which that proudness is what doesn't enable us to go grow closer in, to God because God is going to heal us. He's going to deliver us. One thing that he's saying loudly to me right now is, have we submitted our PTSD, our traumas to him in every way, shape, or form? Because the reality is when we come to him presenting these problems at his feet, before I get there, let me talk about the devil real quick. He a crafty boy, y'all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he a crafty boy. Indeed and the reality is, is, he gets us juggling with the fruits of the problem, but he'll never let you get to the root of the problem because he know when you get to the root of the problem, you're going to prosper in a major way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's going to distract you with these things. He's going to he's going to distract you with, I'm upset about this or this is why I'm really mad or this situation happened yesterday. So I'm, I'm, I'm really angry about this. But he gets us to identify with things that we aren't. Right. And when he gets you to identify as something that you aren't, when people reveal to you that this is what you're identifying as. So it's like, yo, if you call me a problem, eventually I'm going to start acting like a problem. So now I'm identifying as a problem. So when you tell me I need help and I'm aware that I'm a problem, don't tell me I'm a problem. I know I'm a problem. Right. Don't tell me I need help. And it's... I become a problem because you weren't an outlet for me. You've never allowed me to express myself. You've never allowed me to share how I feel. And also, we don't know how to share how we feel. Nobody nope. teaches us how to talk. Nah. It's disrespectful when you try to express to your family or your mother or father you how soft. you feel. Yeah. Or you saw. I hate that. Like, I got a, I got a, son, yeah, I got a yeah. nine-year-old son. Like, how dare... Me go to my nine year old son and tell him he's soft for expressing himself to me. And he's supposed to. Like, who else he gonna talk to? But he's supposed to. So, and then because when they grow up to be men, then they act like little boys. It, 
And I don't, don't, don't. I don't call my son. Yo, you acting like a little girl. Why he got two? He got a little sister and a little sister. How you acting like a little girl? I don't know what he, huh? So what boys can't express themselves? What? That's the reality. We gotta, we gotta understand. We're confined by three things, and this is what visionaries is designed to break. We conditioned very intentional word to very three much. things. We're conditioned to family traditions or cultural mm-hmm. traditions. So if you West Indian. Haitian, whatever the case may be, you you more prone to follow the traditions of your family or the, the traditions of your household. For example, we go to church every Sunday. That's a family tradition. This tradition will never be broken. I'm more focused on the church versus my relationship with God. Then we're also conf- con- uh, conditioned by social constructs. Whatever is popping and trendy in society, you feel me? Whatever looks right in society, the devil is crafty. Uh, shout out to Dr. Miles Monroe. The, the reality of it is... The worst enemy of right is good. Mm-hmm. He gets us feeling like we're good. I could be trapping on the block. Mm-hmm. I'm the reason why these homes is destroyed, but I'm good because I take care of my family. Right. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. The, the last thing that... That's why I said no. I'm like... Yeah. And then the last thing we can find by is um, our own expectations of ourselves. Right. We want to score against the grain so much, not understanding that here's the reality. And I'm just going to the reality is this this country, America, is established off of the devil's devices. Mm. Still kill, destroy. Absolutely. Amen. Still kill, destroy. It's programmed in us naturally. Yes. We value these things. Yes. <laughs> Every day. You feel me? Every day. So the only way that we can truly go against the grain is if we start accepting Jesus. This is if we start coming to God, presenting Amen. our problems to him. And that's not easy. It's not. Don't, it that's hurts. That's when we up against it. Right. When you up against it, that's the last, that's some probably most, 99% nine percent of society. Probably that's the last thing. Not the first thing we think. I ain't gonna say the last, but it's not the first thing we think of when a problem happens. It's definitely not the first not thing. Not the first thing we go to, oh, I'm gonna pray to God. Probably the second, third yeah, thing. Like, we, yeah, we that's think, oh, my goodness. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got, usually, because I'm proud of you. I usually bust out in tears. Yeah, that, that's me. That's me. You know like, what I mean? Soon as that, that's bro, I, what? I go from them. I, I'll be the most, I I'll be the hardest person in the world as soon as mm-hmm. that happens. They be like, what's wrong, Barry? I'm just sitting there crying. I'll be good, Doug, in five minutes. <laughs> five minutes. Man, I figured this out, man. We now gotta, I just cry, you know? Hold them tears and just pray. We got to start, and I appreciate this because y'all being so transparent because the reality is we want everybody to be a success story. And when they become a success story, we forgot what they come from. Right. Or we normalize being the same as we used to be. For example, um, we so caught up in the culture. You know, Jay-Z being... A drug dealer is normalized because now he's a billionaire. He can be the same person just right. in a different environment. He didn't evolve like he didn't like what do you? But that's what that's what that's people what, see. That's exactly. what's being pushing, and that's what's being normalized. And our kids are consuming this. We consuming this, right? And 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 what are we going to do to change these things? We have to start having difficult conversations. We have to start implementing systems that will challenge these traditions, yeah. these cultures. You feel me? We have to start. Loving each other. Yeah. That don't exist. That don't. Not enough of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Forgiveness, love. too. Forgiveness For- is a big, big thing, too. Because, like, a lot of times we'll, you know, hold on to a yeah, lot of anger. Forget, but don't really forget. No, a lot. And a lot of people say, listen, you know if they, you don't know if somebody really forgave you. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, a lot of people don't even, some people don't even know how to forgive. You know. And you have 
have mercy on them. You know, some people right. honestly don't know how to forgive. Maybe all their life they never heard sorry. You know? Mm-hmm. So I told you I used to chase that that congratulations from my pop when I was when I was a young boy growing up. And it was it probably was for maybe you to feel full. Yeah, just to just right. to, to, just whole, to be right? like, alright, pop, now I can just take the guy. Now how would you feel up. if let me reverse that, because this was my upbringing. Mm-hmm. If if I didn't do that, With I that, wasn't really paying that much it. attention. Right? Ooh. So Working in a store, whatever like that. I did. I worked in a hair store. I worked, you know, a clothing store. All those, I guess, stereotype stores where black women work. I don't know, but yeah, well, like, like I would have stuff like that. different stuff like that. And I would have a lot of young girls, older women, old women that could have been my grandmother that would even give me little tips and stuff and say, "You, you, you so nice, baby." <laughs> Can you stay nice like this, baby? And I'm like, I'm, I was like, oh yeah, this how my mother raised me, you know, but. It's so foreign. Sure, but sometimes it's very that ain't really yeah. like so that. Sometimes that's yeah. just you know you just pick up on good manners over yeah. time. Cause I know I wasn't toward everything. My dad showed me foundation. My mom showed me love and care. But they ain't teach me everything else. Like right, right. I had to figure that out. Like and that's why we have to look at adversity. From we have to look at start looking at adversity as a means of opportunity. Like for example, when Shaniqua come up to serve you. Feel me? She could be a little rough and tough. There's a way to to speak to her gentle, right. to get her to relax, right? To where you can readjust her, right? It's just like, hey, you might be having a rough day. You're not getting paid enough. I can really, I understand you, right? You know, smile. Yeah. Be kind to them. You know, the spirit of kindness is powerful. It. And I always try to say, you never know. That's why it's important to know someone's story because you never know what never that person know, been like, through. Oh, right. Even the type of, like you said, what type of day they are having. Right. You know. I, I put up a post yesterday about professionalism. I took it straight from the scripture. I said, uh, the scripture was John chapter 6, I believe, 31. Where it says, um, do unto those what you want done to you. Mm-hmm. Treat others how you want to be treated. The problem is we don't know how we want to be treated. <laughs> Yo, facts. That's facts. We treat people like crap. Like it's 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 and it's we treat people like crap because we're so used to being treated like crap. So we don't know what the standard of treating people with I, dignity is. Come I mean. on, and we have to start. We got to start drawing lines, bro. That's where I'm at. We have to start drawing lines because that's the lines are being blurred. That's what made me address Mark like that yesterday. Not because no, 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 no. It's just a great example. Me and my cousin, we like brothers. Like we, mm-hmm. I don't even when. If we say something to each other, then it may be... Some people may take it out of context. They be like, yo, y'all, it's crazy. Like, y'all about to go to blue. No, we not. But we just... just how we... We've been together since, like, damn near birth. So, we said... I said something to him. He said something to me about the window. But I knew he was talking to me, but he didn't say my name. So, I said, cuz, just say my name. That's ain't like, whatever, cuz. I'll say however I want it. That right there, like, me and him, that's just how we used to talking to each other, but it could have been handled totally different. It could be handled in a completely different manner. Totally different, but we just so used to addressing each other like that, that we, whatever, cause, like, you're still going to be my cousin, I'm still going to leave the window open one day, like, I'm, <laughs> like, but that, we, if we would have said, yo, cause, yo, da-da-da-da-da, then I'd have like, alright, cause, but I'll do it this way, and then we could have been on to the next time. Right. And that's that speaking kind yeah. You know, seasoning your words with grace, as but the Bible exactly. says. Exactly, so that's and, where that's where the patience yeah. coming because we treating it like a baby. All right, and that's the reality. We gotta stop assuming that people know. Yeah, like, and we gotta yeah. stop acting like we know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah, that's the, it's the, we gotta it just start. It's, a, it's not disrespect. Yeah, I love I love you. 
that's it. I don't I don't, I know nothing. You feel me? I know nothing, and I come from a standpoint of I'm learning with you. Right. You feel me? We going through this whole thing together. You feel me? I'm going to. The reality is, we try to hold people to standards before we teach them their value. You can't tell somebody he's a king, or tell somebody to act like a king and he's unaware that he's a king. Right. You can't tell somebody to act like a queen and she's unaware that she's a queen. You can't tell somebody that they're a child of God. They don't even know that they're worthy to be in his presence. So the reality is we got to start showing people their value, treating them like a king, treating them like a queen, treating them like a child of God, to hold them to that standard. Confirmation. No, it's a lot of... Confirmation. Confirmation again. Like we we let that to God be the glory. It's a it's a means of us. We gotta. The hardest thing for us to do is to strip everything that we've been established off of. Our whole mentality, our whole mindset. To remove that is hard, but it's a means. It's 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 beneficial. Because now people get to see you change. Like I'm I'm proud of the man that I'm becoming because. My fear was I'm going to pass all my toxicness over to my son. And then he's going to be angry. He's going to be destructive. And I don't want this. Right. I don't want this at all. No. And, and it started with me changing. Mm-hmm. So I still have work to do. But I know that he gets to see me in a light that right. if I didn't meet God, he wouldn't have got to see me. Mm-hmm. So even in my relationship with my wife. Yes, we have conflict. Yes, there's been hard times. No relationship is perfect. No, God doesn't want any relationship to be perfect. That's where he gets the glory out of it. When the situation is bad, that's how you know. Or let me not even use that word. Let me stop doing that. Because right. the devil gets us identifying with things that are not relevant. When something is difficult, mm-hmm. God is showing you that he loves you. Why? Because he's building you up. Through this situation, you feel me? When we look at struggles, adversity, situations, this is a means of us to look at, hey, here's how God's promises can fulfill us. Here's how God can come into play and show me how to do this the right way. The Bible says, be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. The gift of long suffering is endurance. Just make it plain. It's endurance. We don't got good endurance. We very impulsive. I can be very impulsive. I could be high headed. And I had to learn that 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 fire. That's where God don't. I want, I want God to get the glory out of every part of my life, every every person I meet, every life I encounter. I want to be the sweetest and most loving person possible. And I can't do it. It's not in me. But God can. So the more I submit and surrender to Him, He'll get the glory out of my life. And the, the reality is, we just have to start expressing the fruits of the Spirit more. Kindness, gentleness, self control. I don't have to. Amen. I don't have to snap on you because I feel like I'm right. Right. That right. Is, and why is yeah. why is that? Look, like, more confirmation. Look, she hold up because yeah. that's me too. Like I feel like a lot of times I'm ready to snap when I do feel as though yeah. I am right, and I and I, you know, is you know as I guess the stereotype even me me being a woman like you no. can't get as you know. A, Hype or angry or whatever, and you know, a lot of it I realized came from you know my past and being uh, some people very close to me, like men in particular, they would always try to you know basically control the way I would feel or say certain things, control your thought process, yeah. So I'm like, well, I was very angry growing up, and I'm like, I'm tired of you know 
being conformed mm. or you telling me, oh, that's that you better hope you get married mm. with that attitude. Right. You wow. ain't getting married. Because you got standard. Because of my temper. They would, they would say it was a temper, but it's not a temper. I was very Passion. outspoken. Passion. 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 There we go. So wow. I was being told, oh, no, you, you got a temper and you talk a lot and, you know, you say like too that. much. Men, there's no man that's going to I didn't. So we had like that. My wife, my wife, she, my wife was silent when I first got with her. So my wife started to become very outspoken. Wow. And, and I was flabbergasted. <laughs> Yo, what is happening? <laughs> but I, I get what you're saying because this is the reality of what my wife has taught me recently is that when she snaps, it's because she feels like I'm not listening. Because I said it. Probably 50 times before. Right? You know what? The, the reality is. <laughs> but, but guys, we, we, we tend to. It'd be so much going on in our head. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, don't even, I don't even think it'd be selective hair. <laughs> selective hair, man. You I don't even think it'd be selective hair. Like, we really be having a lot on our head. So when we when we with y'all and y'all mention something, let's say it's like a priority scale we put it on. Like, all right, if it's something that you mention that. first priority. So let, anything that comes amen. out of my mouth should be at the it, it, it definitely Thank is. You. It definitely is. It definitely is. Queen word is, is definitely top priority, but... You know, we got Queen got like seventeen different words though. Like that. I don't have time. that many. I got one. Uh, the, yeah, reality, <laughs> the reality is See, I didn't want to hear the reaction. <laughs> no, but it's serious though. Like even, be real. You know, I know it'd be real. women we get like we get this short end of the stick a lot of the times because it's like um, that's why we got that episode, the big you know the movie Love and Basketball, that prime example, that small little nugget in the movie when she was like when you get mad and throw your chair, you get a pat on your behind, mm-hmm. and that's that. Yep. But when a woman get upset, whatever like that, we get told to sit down and act like a lady. Yep. Well, if I'm mad that I just lost this game, I'm going to be mad. Right. They want you just to like, boom, man, mad, over there. You get this. He can, he can, he can. Yeah, like, and he, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I was in college, I, I met Holy, Holy Family. Like, that, that's a church school, too. Like, that's the yeah, Holy Family University. Mm-hmm. I destroyed they job. Like, and I ain't get in trouble for it. Now, I know for sure. We had a female game right after that. If they would have behaved in that manner, somebody would have said something. For sure. And why? You know, he's just saying. You know yeah, why why is that? Yeah, we can, we can talk about it. You know? We can talk about it. This is going to get tense. I'm never, that's one thing I, I, I mean, I'm not going to ever say I was scared of because I came up around all black females. Like, my mom. I'm the youngest of seven. Got um, five sisters, grandma. Oh, so you, you seven, yeah. seventeen different aunties. Like I'm serious. Like it's number female. So I have no issue with sitting so there. You don't taking a good old female tongue lashing. Right. You know what? I can't. Like a strong <laughs> black a funny female way to, tongue lashing. Like, like, I, like me. Yeah. No, to me, if it's coming yeah. from a genuine place. You no, know, but seriously, yeah. If it's coming from a genuine place, I can respect it, and I'm not gonna get upset about it. But if it's coming from a, a person that just like just, just high headed, that just want to say whatever they want. Yo, I'm having the craziest deja vu right now. Yeah. Like everything that you just said, I've literally heard you say it exactly like that. What? Yeah. And I always want to know why does that happen? Because sometimes I have I experience literally every single word. Yeah. Was just that's, that's like probably, that's probably God. Listen, He bringing His kids. And I always want to know like where does that come from? Doing too? stuff. He's like, doing stuff in this world right oh, now. It's okay. a gift. It's spiritual That happens gifts. a lot to me, and I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. You heard this before? Why? Well, like you got time. So when that happened more, just like you identify, just yeah. I just, you acknowledge it. Like say, yo, I heard this before. 
Are you? I know I just bought them because you did. You but probably, you probably heard in the dream. You probably heard. Yeah. That's the thing. She's saying like she heard it from you. Like the scene, this scene right this here happened. It's God. It's God. Like I can't. Yeah, like I can't. You can't explain it no other way. It's God. You know, like that. She just a higher power that I have no control over. We know God is with us, and we we pray. So you know. That's just him waking us up to the, some of the things that we, we need confirmation on. Like, that's all. Like, I got I something for y'all. I got something for y'all. Mm-hmm. On, the, on the hills of that conversation that we were having, the reality is the reason why women are held to a higher standard, the, what's the manly standard? Right. Yeah. There, there's a lady standard, but what's the manly standard? We, I, I well, I don't even. <laughs> there's a godly we man, the, manly standard. Work. Provide, provide and protect. protect. That's it. That's not it, though. That's not. It's supposed to be more. Like it is more, more, but that's all we talk. That's yeah, all yeah. we talk. And 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 then, and he, you, you was raised by your mom. My uh, my mom and my pop. Like so, alright. Part first. <laughs> so funny. The first half of my life, I was born. I was raised with my mom and dad. Like probably up until four. Then they separated, and I moved with my mom. We down north until I was like eight, nine. And then we moved uptown. And I was with them from like nine to eleven. My mom got remarried. I didn't like her husband. My dad was like, you know what? You gonna come move with me? And I was cool with that. So at ten, up until I went to college, I was with my dad. So from like ten. So to mainly, 20, most of your life was filled with yeah, yeah. My pop, he don't play like he. That's that old head crazy. Like he don't, <laughs> he do not like. The he out of he tapped out of reality. He don't want nothing to do with this young generation, this world. Like he just strictly call me when you need me. I love you. Grandkids need something. All right, give me one. That's how my dad is. I could be mad him though. I'm, I'm cool with it because he's he from down south. I know he done seen so his family moved I, up here. I get it, but my thing is, it's like I feel like the older generation. I need more. I need they more. They don't want to teach us. Man. Yeah, like no. I need more pop. Mm-hmm. Like I, no. I pull up on him. Just because he say that, that don't mean that. That's probably, I, I stress my dad. I know I do. He be trying to sneak out the crib on Sunday. Nope. Mm-hmm. I pull right up. Yo, dad, where you going? I'm about to go get. All right, come on. You go over there. I'm about to go. We're going to go get Sunday. What you mean? You see your grandkids, right? Get in this car. Go tell your wife you be back, pop. Like. The Bible gives us a lot of structure that we don't pay attention to. Yeah, got to be there. The Bible. It is. It's structure. structure. And the man, the reason why women are so held to a standard is simply because there's women raising everybody. Yeah, y'all are. Nations are being yeah. raised by women. You have like, men being raised by women. I'm sorry, bro. I'm like this, man. He, he, I, no, bro, I just, because I just, my, my sister, like, she, she's a she's a mother. And, you know, my mom's a mother. You know, we, dad, yeah, we take a lot of slack. Like, the good dad, we take a lot of slack. But without a mom, like, what are you, bro? Like, you, she carried you for now. I can't, any man that disrespects a female in my eyes is just like, you, you don't deserve to be successful. <laughs> Let alone the guy that don't take care of his kids. Like those two Listen, things, is like they're important. It's 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 important because you if you got these young black men following behind you, and you 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 portraying this lifestyle, but then you doing the opposite. That's what is that? What is, it's a word. Cut, cut, it. It's hypocrites. Like you can't can I push on something you just said real quick. You said that you feel like they don't um they don't deserve to live. This is the reality of it, though. Like men who hit women and things like that. This is this is as simple as I could make it. 
You have a man being raised by a woman, right? Woman is very overprotective over her son. There's a, a woman or another girl beating up on her son. He's taught, don't let nobody hit on you. I don't care if she's a, or a girl or a boy, whatever it is. Don't let nobody put their hands on right. her. He was taught from yeah. an infant stage yeah. to defend yourself no matter what. Right. So now you can't be mad at the generation of men that are putting it in this. I'm not justifying and I'm not saying no, that it's right. right bro. But this is this is the reality. This is the reality. Or the same way men are being raised by women. We are. I, I'm, a, I'm a product of it. I am emotional. And then the, the girls is. You got to do this. You got to do this. You need to clean up this. You got to do this. Yeah, you got to cook. You got to. So your son saying, I'm not his servant. He can get up and do something too. Right. Like, can he, can a man watch his daughter? Like, can he? It's, man, it's. Can he cook every now and then? You got to, but you have to, like, you have to go. He need to learn how to wash laundry. He need to learn how to take care of himself because he, dad, for sure, can't take care of a wife and you know, this is the reality. This is this is this is the reality. This is for real. Yeah. This is the reality. We yeah. gotta be. We have to. Like she right. But the the thing about me was I was the oldest. So I had to learn how to do these Man. things. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I had to learn how to do these things. But my sister. Now my mom is super stern on my sister. Super like I just watch how my mom is very particular about what she's allowed to do, what she's allowed to say. And my mom was for me and my brothers go to your oats. Right. Spread, do what you want to do. Do what you do. You feel me? And I'm like, the problem with me and my wife we used to have when we had our son, I'm like, he's going to be a boy. He's going to do what he's going to do. But God has revealed to me the reality is you got to raise a, a daughter and a son on, at the same standard. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Same, yeah. But that's not what's happening. But it's not what's happening. Because listen, so I'm the product of that. My, my, my brother is older than me. Uh, we actually are nine years apart, so we're from like two totally different generations, honestly. And then, uh, you know, I felt like my brother would always tell me, he was like, Sarah, you, you got it good. Cause mom and dad was real mean when I was young. And I'm like, really? Like, I can't, you know, they kind of strict to me now. Like, I, you know, and he was like, no, you know, mom and dad was on me. They was just in a third, whatever, like that. And I'm like, well, he, and he would, but he would get upset about it, though. Low key, we would argue, things he would like that. You a little bit. Yeah. And I can feel it. And I'm like, well, how is that something that's like in my control? You know? <laughs> but I felt like over the years, me and my brother would butt his a lot too because he would tell me all the time that I was too much. I was a um, a very aggressive woman, mm. as he would call it. And I always say, am I aggressive or am I just, am I just brave enough to speak mm. my mind? Which Both. one is it? You both passionate. You know it's mean? not. It's it, not. I don't it, even want to identify. Yeah, I ain't gonna like, box you in, but yeah. you definitely, you definitely speak your mind, and then you don't care about my opinion. Like you won't give it to you. you but give why it. is that a problem? Because when that, men state their opinion, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. Like, what I don't mind the problem. It doesn't matter. Like, I need more guys to be subject to that, like and be okay with it. Like yeah, it's like I said what I said. Sometimes, and then if I say it, it's like. Oh, you should care about. Oh, you should no, care about my feelings. And that's what I'm saying. What? Like, I'm, one thing about me, I'm very, and I'm learn. Like I said, I'm learning how to season my words with grace. God forgive me, you know, glory to God. But I, I never really felt right about like um, condoning certain things or just saying, oh, because you, you, you say you have a, a relationship with the Lord, but what you're saying and, and what you're doing is two different yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna call you out. I don't have a problem with it. You know what I mean? And. I felt like a lot of men 
would have issue with that. Because I'm like, well, and like I said, the situation between me and my bro, like, that's my bro love him, everything. But I just felt like a lot of times he wasn't really hearing me. You know what I mean? He heard the me maybe getting upset and loud, but the words may have not been being translated correctly. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm not some angry black woman. All right. You're not respecting me. Right. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and it's I even think- worse if your mom is backing it up. Yeah. Right. And I think that most of the time women are seen like that because when we don't feel respected, it's time to get loud. Thank you that very right. much. And as, the moment and men, don't like under, men don't, don't understand, understand that. They're they like, why are you getting loud? Why are you getting up? I'm not upset. You're disrespecting me. So now it's yeah, time for exactly. me to get loud. And, it, and I feel like if, if, if it was just... And like, you know, my mother, like, she tried very best, but my mom is more of a quieter woman. Mm-hmm. Me, she always say, like, she's like, well, you got your dad and you. And I'm like, oh, you, you're right. Because I'm not going to just, you know, if I see something is being done that's not right. Or if I, you know, I see some type of maybe favoritism going on or something I know just, it just ain't right. And it's sitting well with me. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to say, no, that's, that, that's not right. Or, you know, even down to my relationship with the Lord and like I defend God 100% that's how I've always been and once I start hearing stuff that don't line up with what I read in that bible mm-hmm. I got a problem with you sure. so yeah, I got a problem with you so we definitely, we definitely like that's kind of how I am and I can't I can't it's a way to say things there's a, respectfully yeah, it's, it's but a, there's also it's like I can say it respectfully but are you going to hear me though? That's what I'm trying and to say. This is the reality. And, and, and I, sometimes I felt like no. It's no, called, I'm not going to hear. and I learned this not too long ago. It's called rightfully appropriating. It's where is this coming from? That's that's the reality, and it's for both sides. It's for men and women because we get so caught up in I can say whatever I want to say. You going to take it how you going to take it. Yeah. The reality is everybody feels some kind of way. The Bible says you can curse people with your tongue or you can bless people with your tongue. And James chapter four, and he speaks about how men can tame any other animal, any other beast, but you can't tame your tongue. Hate that something. And the fact though, I know, but it just, it just makes you think like, though. Mm-hmm. How is how it's just it just it's, it's but then you 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 mind you body. like wow like wow right and 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 we we. Words, words, words cut deep. Yeah, they say they stick, then they say stick the stone, they yeah. break my bones, but words I never heard. Why they lie? I've been heard more about words. <laughs> they lie like that. <laughs> Yo, for real. I didn't know. I've heard more about words than action, actual, like, real. rumbling or the word. I still remember them words. Yeah. Yeah. That hills, words. Yo, whoever said that, yo, they need to come on, dog. They pro, they pro, they manipulating us from start. They, they are, and words, words hurt a lot internally. Internal hurts way more than external, forever. And and we have to learn to rightfully appropriate. There's a way to hold somebody accountable because what I'm hearing from the women is y'all just be wanting to hold us accountable. I feel that it's it's it must happen in order for us to grow. You feel me? Accountability goes both ways. Yeah. yeah. The reality is, the reality is, and this is this is right here with me in fact. I can't do something, I can't do something wrong and then she do something wrong back and then try to express that she did something wrong. 
But you can't get away with doing something wrong because somebody did something wrong to you. Yeah, no eye for an eye. But that's how we operate. That's how we operate. You said this to me, so I I can say something back to you. Or you did this to me, I can do it back to you. You're not listening to me, so I'm going to spaz and curse you out and say these things to you. It's it's, it's not okay. It's, it's, It's Hebrew, the word fire in Hebrew, it translates to destruction. It destroys everything, right? And peace in Hebrew translates to just dealing with the situation head on. The analogy uh, or um, peace in Hebrew means the authority that destroys all chaos, right? So if fire is chaos and you know what can come from you can be chaotic and destructive, you want to find peace when you speak. You want God's peace to be around you. You want the person to be convicted, not condemned. Right. Convicts, the fruit of conviction is, is, is change. The fruit of condemnation is paralysis. If I feel like you you condemning me, right. I'm not going to change. I'm only going to become worse because you validated me staying this uh, way. Yeah. So so if you come to me and, and you come from a place of, yo, this person is really hurting about whatever I'm doing. or This person is really feeling some type of way about this thing, you know, and you can come gentle. Right. Once you shared it, it's done. Once you shared it in a peaceful and a loving way, in a gentle way, it's done. Because the reality is, person going to do one or two things with what you said. They're either going to take it or they're they not going to take it. If they take it, cool. They don't take it. The question is, what do I do? Did I explain this the right way or did the person just not care? If the person just not care, then you know what you got to do. You feel me? You don't stop loving them, but you just love them from a distance. That's kind of, that's kind of similar to something that I'm going through now. Like, I know I, I still got love for my childhood friends, and I still got love for people I grew up with, but our lives are going in different paths. Like, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed of that. I used to be ashamed of it. That's probably why I was stuck in that cycle of just constant like turmoil because I kept trying to save relationships that were unhealthy for me and sometimes us as a culture and us as just as humans like we gotta be okay with restarting like yeah. some of us so caught up with like oh my god I came this far I gotta start all over yeah like be somebody cool with recently that. said that to me be cool with it I don't I, like I don't wanna I feel I feel like, like, this, this restart of my life I feel like I'm a whole new person you heard yeah. like I don't excuse me like I had to take it I had to take it back home real business when I like that but let's just say someone said nah, something to me recently that they didn't feel like starting over with someone that like say alright they've been with somebody for a while oh you did that quick where you pulled them five tips out of nowhere what you doing what no no this is I'm, I'm, don't play that anymore oh, wow. anyway <laughs> no so uh, someone recently just said it to me about the whole being afraid of starting over and everything and I was telling this person like you know you deserve to be a wife like and I'm like you know it's, been like five years girl like you know I don't I was there when like before I met my husband and after like what you, I mean I'm not trying to put a time frame on anything but I, to me you know you're living together y'all playing house like playing marriage you no, know what I'm saying not, I don't get I, that's why I don't understand that like I, I never understood that that was never my thing but I've had people that you know have come at me and said no Sierra you in the stone ages 
why you why wouldn't you why wouldn't you want to live and get to oh, know that person on that type of level thank you and they don't want to move but that's what i'm trying to say and i i mentioned this to a person that i love dearly <laughs> they don't and i said girl you deserve Men get very comfortable very comfortable. I, well, yeah i'm not a comfortable no, person i'm in a, i'm in a, i'm in a, no, in all I'm honesty sorry, it's a, i'm in right, agreement I'm yeah, sorry. Right. they get comfortable they do no i know they do i'm, I'm kind yeah, of you're just not one of them yeah, yeah. yeah. you just i don't know how but in reality, no, I can feel brother there's a lot of guys that get extremely get comfortable. comfortable. You like, know what I mean? And they think they, they earned this. If you still live in a tri-state, mm-hmm. your bank account ain't on off. Like, what they, what else they fleet no more? Small, your bank account ain't, yeah. Small, like, is that the if your kids, if your kids. We ain't yeah, in all that. I'm That's just saying, I'm, I'm not cool. <laughs> I'm not that. I'm worried. Every day you should be wanting to elevate. In my mind. Like, but that's not a thing, but bro. But that's not everybody's. It's like, what it's makes really me not. the most comfortable? And can I stay right here? Can I, and that's uh, can the part, I that's the part I have. I'm getting out of this. But wait, wait, wait. Isn't that what the devil want, though? Huh? Comfortability for, for you? He wants you to... I'm popping bottles. I'm living life. I got my crab. I'm, I'm popping on Instagram. And I'm that chick. <laughs> and I'm very comfortable. <laughs> and I'm living in this money. And I'm being fake and fraudulent. And all this other stuff. And I'm very and that's comfortable. that's the devil, though. But then that's why... That is the devil. No, the Lord... If if God got anything to do with it, you won't be very uncomfortable. Yeah, if God got anything, you never going to. You gonna have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. A lot of stuff, a lot to do, a lot to drop off, a lot, a lot to wait to get off you. You know how many uncomfortable right now? I feel like I'm even in a a, at times very uncomfortable situation where I'm like I'm constantly like you said, fruits of of the spirit, self control and and kindness and and all these. It's not. Easy being no. a child of God. It's I don't nice. know why people. Yeah, I'm like I don't know why people. Like it was portrayed to me though, growing up, that it's it ain't no thing. Like, you outcome. know, they see the they see like, they see the social media. And because there's a lot of false prophets, they ain't really there. Yeah. Oh so of course goodness. they say it. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 they say it. Yeah. They say it's going to make the noise. I got to applause for that. Because it's a lot of applause. You made the noise. You made the noise. I had to clap applause for that. Because that's for real. Listen, I ain't selling for who? Oh. Don't sell for Don't, don't even really me. know what God is. But so let me let me say this. Let me say this. This is the thing I agree with about false prophets. False prophets could give uh, true prophecy. Like they can yeah. fulfill. They, oh, It's yeah. what they present yeah. themselves <laughs> as that but, hurts us. But it's, yeah, then it's like, like hurting people. Follow them because then it's like, well, dang, you wasn't even true. Like, I feel like I was telling her, right. I do too. You know what I mean? Seriously, and I wasn't saying about nah, judging or anything. Because one thing that bothers me, I feel like when, you, especially when you uh, new to the to the Lord, or even if you feel like you're pretty seasoned, mm-hmm. I never understood how people mix judging with if it's from how. One thing for me, if it's from the Bible and it says don't do it, mm-hmm. and I say, listen, the Bible said don't do this. How is that judging you? Let's think about it for a second. Am I truly judging, or I'm telling you, girl? We ain't supposed to be doing this because that's what the Lord says. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's like people kind of, 
They like tell me what what Based which on one is how it? Like, that person is feeling, they're gonna take it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. it's okay. like my yeah. situation already isn't the best. Yeah. I'm not trying to hear that. I'm trying right. to hear okay. encouragement. I'm yeah. not that, she trying to hear that. She trying to be that. I believe she wanted me to say like I think she wanted me to say Girl, do you? You yeah. know, like that. And me, Stroke she know, I'm like, I can't No, you can't do that. Because now I'm compromising with God. Yeah. I can't do that. No, Don't can't. never do that, though. You know what I mean? And I, I told her, I was like, like listen, I, girl. My friend called me now. He said, yo, B, I just got my stimulus check. I'm about to go blow it on at the casino. You trying to go? What, bro? No, bro. Don't you still live? You got to get somewhere so you can live, bro. How about you save that and just save it to your savings? But no, for real, though. It's like the moment you want to speak the voice of Reason and clarity. Don't nobody want to hang you up. Get, you get like low key like. Bro, I ain't rocking with you. Because they want to hear what they want to hear. Yeah, it's what? not accountability. People don't want to look in the mirror. People don't want to be in. And we've been in seasons like this. People don't want to be held accountable. But accountability is not being taught. Um, I am who I am, and you gonna have to accept me this yes, way. Is this what's is being taught. And um, and I get it. You do sometimes, and, and and it is very real. You do have to love people at their worst. In order for them to get to the best, yeah. so in that situation, you're right for giving her scripture and Bible. Yeah. And I said right? it nicely, like I didn't like just. I think that sometimes, you know? sometimes it has to be a process of it because once you tell somebody that they like, all right, cool. Yeah, it's not. You got to transmit. You got to get to their level and be like, listen, where you at right now? All right. Yeah. And really hear the story and then be like, all right. Yeah. See, this is what you got to do. Because yeah. a lot of times when women come and they be like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm doing this. And it's just like, sis, no. You're not supposed to be doing none of that. Mm-hmm. You ain't his wife. If he and ain't put a ring on ta- his finger, you're not making a that's what and I'm so talking theory. about. And, I, and you know why I was able to many, so comfortably many, talk about it? because I giving out wife qualities. Listen, I, you know why I was able to strongly talk about it? Because I did it at one point in my mm-hmm. life. We all been there. And I'm like, I'm going to be telling you this because I'm speaking from experience because it ain't right. And I was being convicted the whole time I was doing it. And I used to talk to Lord about it all the time. And I would cry and pray and and fall all over myself and all this and cry to my mom. And my aunt would scare me half to death with certain words in the Bible. Little stuff like that. And I was like, here I am, you know, my child's father. Here I am, you know, being a wife to him. Uh, you know, I'm constantly going over his, you know, his crib and doing this and doing that and all that. And it's funny because, like, <laughs> I'm married to a whole different man now. That's the funny part of it. But is that I was just giving so much of myself. Mm-hmm. And he actually did put the ring on it. Yeah. Okay. Quote, unquote. Yeah. We were fiance. And uh, that's not even in the. And then it's the thing. I even found out that, you know, that's why it's so important to read the Bible. Oh, my God. There is no fiance in no Bible. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? We this is some crap the world and through. Oh, all right, you know how. You know what I mean? And, and that bothers me. The world. I'm thinking like, oh, oh, I'm, Sierra, you you don't the top tier girl. You you got a ring on your finger. Don't nobody else got. And I was totally wrong because it really didn't mean squat. Did it? It didn't mean nothing. It's not this. Because he, not, not the very this. moment he got to ish on me, he did it more than once. And so that's the point I'm making. I had to realize, Siri, you're doing too much. You are, yo, you don't deserve this. this is not right. And I was, that's why when I was speaking to her, I was able to speak to her kindly because I was like, I didn't have nobody speak to me kindly when I was living in my sin. Mm-hmm. It was all, you wrong and, you know, you know better. You know how you was raised and all this, just getting mm-hmm. condemned. Yeah. Instead of saying, listen, girl. You, you know, know your worth. 
Yeah. That's basically the yeah. conversation and I, and, because you wouldn't be doing you. all of this if you knew you were. And I said to her, I was like, girl, you, you, know, you deserve to be a wife, girl. And I was like, you know, it's been five years. And I, I said, y'all been living together for a long time. Like, I said, you know, I said, you know, girl, I was out there, whatever like that, but I got myself together. I said, you know, y'all thinking about marriage and shit. Well, he got a bad taste in his mouth about marriage. I don't care I don't what care. he got in the bed. And that was it. I had to calm myself down because I was like, in my mind, I'm like, what does that got to do with him wanting to commit to you? Exactly. I'm trying to say, girl, you know, I, me and my mother and my father divorced when I was 12 and that devastated me. You know what I mean? And it's so many layers to it that, to be honest, according to the world, I guess I should have never got married because they would say, oh, you saw that. What, what, what you doing trying to get married? What's wrong with you? You know? But I took that as like, okay, I know what to do when I get married. What I know what to not do. to do. Exactly. I'm not going to talk to my man like that. And I'm not going to let him talk to me like that. You know? Instead of looking at it like, oh, I ain't getting married. <laughs> I, yeah, running uh, from it. I ain't doing it. It was more so like, all right, I know what to do, what not to do, how I would like to act in my marriage, how I would like to treat my husband, you know. So when I told her that, it was out of love. I didn't get loud. I didn't curse. I didn't speak from this boisterous, you know, persona. It was more so like, girl, I love you, you know, and you're a wife at the end of the day. And that's just how I, that's how I view you. And that's how God views you. So, you know, just keep that in mind. And so I told her, I said, and, you know, I'm going to just pray. You know, I always go to prayer always go to God in prayer and just you know but I have a lot of friends that I love dearly and I'm just concerned watching them go through and I'm yeah I'm truly concerned and it's like from the outside looking in now when you no longer it's crazy when you're no longer living in them certain sins and you see others other people doing it hurt it do because mm-hmm. you're like oh damn that was that was me and not yeah. only that, but it's like yeah. watching them go through it and then they're yeah. coming to you for advice and it's like, I'm giving you all the gems, but you ain't taking none of them. No, or, and then, or God forbid, it might turn to something worse. All right, watch this. And I don't know what time, but watch this. We definitely got to wrap this up. Watch this. I'll end with this. I'll let you wrap it. Yeah. Yeah. What time? Yeah. Go ahead. I know, not for this. Oh, it's a wrap? Yeah, I got to go. I got to give away real quick because I've been promising. So, um, I've been following these black businesses like for the last couple, um, five weeks. This is the sixth episode for the last six weeks, and um, I've been watching progress like people go from trying to figure it out to you know building their brands and coming together. So, I always thought it would be dope if I was ever in a position to do a giveaway to do a giveaway. So. Um, I just been asking people to follow these simple instructions on my Instagram page, but some um some people haven't followed them, some haven't, but I already made my mind up on who I'm gonna get a donation to because <laughs> I watched them go from having an idea to planning their idea to actually moving forward with the idea now. They about to host a grand opening to their shop next month. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm just going I'm happy for them. It's uh, keeping it cool with ice LLC. Mm-hmm. Um, it's based out in Phoenix. It's going to be downtown Phoenix. That's I have nice. all the information and all that in the comment section under this post. So for sure, be sure if you in Phoenix to check out Keeping It Cool. Uh, what are they going? They they dope. And my folks definitely hold it down. And you know he a dream chaser. So you know I support those. Absolutely. Uh, you know him with an applause. I hope I hit the right button. And you know we're going to end this show with prayer, like we always do every week. And you know take this weekend into account like yo like 
We back. Ready for these new beginners, but we back. Amen. Close it out now. You, who, who, who wants to lead us in prayer? I, you know, I, I lead that to everybody else because, you know, I talk too much on this show already. I cannot. I do. I got you. I got you. I got you. I just think, just thank you all. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you again, Heavenly Father, for just allowing us to come together, Heavenly Father. You said, your word says, when three or more come together, Heavenly Father, you are in the midst. And it's evident that you are in the midst of this conversation tonight, Heavenly Father. And we pray that you touched at least one soul, Heavenly Father, that someone will seek you out, Heavenly Father, and establish their relationship with you, Heavenly Father. And in this time, we come to you asking for forgiveness, Heavenly Father. Forgive us of all sins, known or unknown, Heavenly Father, thoughts or deeds, Heavenly Father. We seek that you get the glory out of every part of our lives heavenly father we we pray that you bless this radio station heavenly father so that they can grab those who are listening heavenly father it says that faith comes by hearing heavenly father so allow them to hear what your word does in each and every single person's life who comes through this platform heavenly father because i know what you've done for each of us in this room i know what you're doing for each of us in this room heavenly father and i know what you will do for each of us in this room heavenly father so we just love you in every way shape or form you are truly amazing and we just pray that as we grow closer in our relationship with you, Heavenly Father, you allow yourself to dwell deep within us, Heavenly Father. We we pray that you rest your word on our hearts and minds, Heavenly Father, providing us with the right spirit so that we can be better examples of you, Lord. So just continue to have your perfect way over each and every single one of us, Heavenly Father. I pray for each of our families. I pray for all of our friends, and I pray for those that we don't even know, Heavenly Father. Just keep them all wrapped in your loving arms and just have your perfect way in all things, Heavenly Father. We love you. We adore you. In the name of Jesus 